Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering in the dark with us for the first time, welcome. Friendship is something we all count on to get through life's trials and tribulations, but be careful who you trust. Toxic friendships and harmful patterns can destroy souls. Following the wrong friends is dangerous. Are your friends worth sticking with until the end? First, new girls encounter a creepy truth about school cliques. Next, an old-timey shop invites girls to transform into ladies. After that, a haunted bridge leaves found footage hard to be believed. And finally, don't forget your oldest of friends. They haven't forgotten you. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week. As always, the first story you hear is one that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. Then I read a few more stories for the podcast. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. And if you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, consider joining our Patreon. Our patrons play a huge role in keeping the show running every single week. For more information on how you can help the show and also be a part of it, visit patreon.com snarled. So, want to hear something scary? Best friends forever. Like dominoes falling, the consequences of our actions are far-reaching. What we might think of as harmless or just a prank can be the origin of a very dark tale indeed. Nadia and Justine, new freshmen, were being shown around by Gilda, a junior. She seemed to know everyone and everything about their new high school. Gilda stopped in front of an old storage closet within the girls' locker room, pointing towards the door with peeling paint and an open, rusty lock on it. She told them that every freshman needed to learn about the ghost of Leslie Ann. Nadia drew in a breath, assuring herself out loud, there are no such things as ghosts. Her friend Justine snorted, of course there isn't. She's trying to prank us because we're freshmen. Gilda smirked. You can believe whatever you want to believe, she said. But don't be surprised when you see Leslie Ann. She wants to be best friends forever. She's friends with the ones who mean it and punishes those that don't. It's why she still haunts the school halls. Gilda continued, saying that when Leslie Ann was a freshman, she tried to get in with a really tight clique. The group of teenagers humored Leslie Ann's earnest gesture of friendship, but really, they'd roll their eyes behind her back. 
On the Friday before spring break, they asked Leslie Ann to join in a game of hide and seek after school. Leslie Ann probably thought it was weird since that's more of a kid's game, but she was just glad to be included. When the game began, Leslie Ann ran off to look for the perfect hiding place. They waited for her to leave and then laughing went the other direction. They didn't give it another thought, sure that she'd figure out the prank when nobody came to find her. Meanwhile, Leslie Ann stumbled across the gym storage closet and hid inside. What she didn't know was that the gym closet often got stuck shut and needed somebody else to open it from the outside. Leslie Ann was trapped in that closet for all of spring break and that's where she died, alone in that closet. When school resumed, the stench of her corpse lingered for months, even after attempts to scrub the closet clean. Afterwards, the clique began to see Leslie Ann in their dreams. She would follow them around the school until she drove them crazy and made them beg for her friendship. They say that if Leslie Ann sees you and likes you, agree to be her friend. Otherwise, you'll be like the one person from the clique who didn't and was punished. Nadia was captivated. How were they punished? Gilda opened the closet door. Leslie Ann's ghost dragged her into the closet and strangled her. At that moment, the bell rang. Nadia screamed. Justine had grabbed her. Sorry, she said. Don't worry, it's only a story. Sometime later, Nadia sat alone in study hall. She felt herself dozing off in front of her textbook when she heard a girl's voice next to her. I'm new here. Mind if I study with you? It said softly. Nadia looked over and saw an emaciated girl. Her flesh looked waxen and rotting. Sunken eyes peered back at her as the girl said, I'm Leslie Ann, be my friend. Nadia knocked over her chair, running away and into the hall. Don't leave me, be my friend. Leslie Ann called after her, her voice following her through the halls. As she ran, Nadia heard banging on the hall walls, all around her getting louder and louder, like someone was in the walls trying to claw out. Help, the voice called. Don't leave me, help me, somebody. Nadia jolted awake, panicked. She was still in study hall. It was just a dream. Maybe Justine was right. She was such an easy mark for a scary story. It was time to grow up and stop scaring herself. That night, as Justine was dreaming, she found herself in the school halls. Want to play with me? She heard a voice ask. No, I'm going home, Justine snapped. The voice got nearer. Let's play a game. Be my friend. Determined to make it to the front doors, Justine started running as the mysterious voice began counting down. Three, two, one, ready or not, here I come. No matter how fast she ran, the distance stretched. Finally, she reached the doors and pushed them open to find the decaying cadaver of Leslie Ann reaching for her. You're it. When the girls arrived at school the next morning, Justine grabbed Nadia and they immediately went looking for Gilda. They found her in the locker room. Justine yelled at her. Why did you tell us about the ghost of Leslie Ann? I had terrible nightmares last night. Gilda reminded them they had to promise to be friends forever. The dreams would not stop until they did. Justine didn't even question it. She walked to the door, knocked, and spoke. Leslie Ann, I'm sorry I ran away from you. I'll be your friend. This time, Nadia laughed. Wait, what? But you said it was all just a prank. Justine sighed. Just do it. I don't want us to be haunted, please. 
Making a face at Gilda and Justine, Nadia rapped lightly on the door. Forgive me, Leslie Ann. Let's be friends. Justine noticed Nadia's fingers crossed behind her back. She looked at her friend, disappointed. You didn't mean it. Of course I didn't, Justine. There are no such things as ghosts, and I don't want the both of you laughing at me again. You're trying to prank me, and this isn't funny. Nadia was on the verge of tears. As Justine and Gilda started to argue with her, the three girls didn't notice as the closet door slowly opened behind her. Two hands appeared out of the darkness and wrapped around Nadia's neck, yanking her into the closet and slamming the door shut. When they were finally able to pry the storage closet open, Nadia was curled up on the closet floor, bruise marks on her neck. Her eyes stared blankly as she whispered over and over again, Leslie Ann, we're best friends forever. Best friends forever. Best friends forever. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. There are traditions like prom dress shopping that are beloved rites of passage. In this story inspired by Lily, there are also traditions that threaten to come back and become your final rites. Mira's fabulous fashions stood proudly on the boutique stretch of Magnolia Street, Prom season was in full swing, and soon, more girls would come through to look through her designs. Inspired by vintage looks, Millie's storefront boasted a glamorous selection from a bygone era. They knew what it truly meant to be a lady, she thought to herself as she fixed a pastel pink tea dress at her window. The mannequin faced out in a frozen smile at the gaggle of girls who admired her work. Customers... Millie grinned and fixed her red lips in her golden compact. The girls swept in, young, vibrant, and taking pictures of her work with their phones. No pictures, please, Millie said kindly but firmly. But, beautiful darlings, won't you please let me know if you need any of the dresses pulled? The girls apologized and began to look through the racks. They marveled at how they looked on the incredible mannequins. Millie assured them the dresses would look even better on them. As they made their selections, Millie swept the rooms really quick. Turning on the bulb-lined mirrors, she smiled at the intensity of the glow. In the back, her teapot began to whistle, and she let the girls know their rooms were ready. When they entered the fitting room parlor, they found Millie at the ready with the tea service. Pleased, they took the ceramic cups of her herbal best. Helps with digestion and maintaining a womanly figure, Millie said. Made it just like my grandmother used to make it for me and my mother. 
She inspired this place, you know. I collected all her old dress designs and recipes. How retro, one of them said. Millie pursed her lips. Is there anything wrong with bringing a little retro back? It was such a wonderful time of grace and poise. You know, real ladies on parade. Ugh, if I could go back and live in it, I sure would, she said, taking more sugar to her cup. Yeah, of course you would, but not everyone would agree, another girl responded. Millie's stirring spoon clinked on the side of her cup as she smiled widely. How mouthy, but beautiful, she thought, taking a sip and maintaining her perfect composure. The girls all followed suit and politely took sips from their cups as well. It had a funny taste, a little bitter, and the girls began to feel a little funny as they went into their respective rooms. Millie walked into the back and made her way to the other side of the fitting rooms. She could hear them asking why it felt so hot in the rooms. Anyone else have a creepy mannequin in their room? One of the girls asked. Oh yeah, what's up with that? Another responded. Oh, girls, they're for my windows. I dress them in the rooms for my displays and design their faces myself. Millie laughed and she pulled a lever. The mannequins in the rooms began to twitch awake. Imperceptible at first, Millie taught them to learn how to observe the girls. Millie raised the intensity of the bulbs and watched as the girls began to writhe and felt their faces going numb. They pulled at their faces and began to slur their words, they couldn't speak when Millie's mannequin children covered their mouths and began to steal their essence. They transferred hot paraffin wax onto them with the grip of their mannequin hands. Unable to fight or scream, the horror overtook the girls as they boiled alive beneath the hardening wax. As the lights dimmed, so did the life behind their eyes. In their final moments, they watched as the mannequins stole their faces and skin. It was Millie's favorite part of the swap. With graceful movements, the human-like mannequins fixed prom dresses they wore on themselves and took the things left behind. When their moms came for them, they didn't notice that they were taking in more than Millie's fabulous creations. Oh, don't you all look like little ladies? One of the mothers fawned over their new perfect daughters. Daughters who'd smile more and speak less women who'd be pillars of class and glamour. When they left, Millie went into each fitting room and beamed at her new storefront mannequins, dressed in her latest designs to lure in more customers to keep and make examples out of. Thank you so much, Lily, for inspiring this story for us. And yes, um, we do understand that because of circumstances being what they are in the world right now, prom itself might be canceled for a number of you. So we wanted to give you a little prom horror story that could have happened with shopping for the dress. Do you have any stories about encounters in strange places with friends? If so, let us know. A haunted bridge is a good place to seek out paranormal activity, and on a midnight spree, two friends agree to catch a spirit on tape. In this story, inspired by Angela. In my defense, I'm drunk, I said into my new camera. Definitely did not expect my Saturday night to end ghost hunting, but here we are. 
Over drinks, my buddy Omir explained that there were sightings of a tortured spirit, a man who haunted the river walk. I told him to recount the story for the camera, and he explained that ghosts would follow children, offering them toys at his shop under the bridge. But there was no such place. People didn't think much of it until children began to go missing, and all that would be found were wooden figurines with hollowed-out eyes, trinkets that looked made by hand of the toy maker who jumped off the bridge two years ago. Omir showed me the toy he'd found, and I got a good close-up. Around the rough shavings of the eyes, there looked to be dried blood, as if whoever carved it wasn't careful and stained the toy. It's so weird, Omir shuddered and quickly laughed to act tough. Let's return this to the toy maker and get him on camera, he said. Now, I didn't really care about the eccentric kidnapper or ghost, if there was truly one behind it all, but I was looking for an excuse to try out some new vlog content. We walked until under the bridge, back and forth, until our hangovers began to set in. And still, we are seeing nothing. No trace of the toy maker. I towed the camera for what felt like the millionth time. Omir stopped for a smoke break to stave off the headache while I checked my footage. I had no idea if I could piece together a good video out of what I had until Omir elbowed me. Dragon, bro, look. And I looked toward where he motioned. Under the bridge, we saw the shadow of a child on a tricycle heading our way. Keep recording. Keep recording. Okay, so now there's a kid outside in the middle of the night just looking at us. I whispered to the camera as I panned around. No sign of parents. And now Omir is approaching. When Omir ran ahead and got close, I noticed that the boy stopped right under the shadow of the bridge. I couldn't hear what Omir asked, but when he leaned in, the boy took Omir's hand and led him to a door that opened out of nowhere. Where did that door come from? We walked past it so many times. There was nothing there before. What in the... I began to sprint closer, examining the path, asking, where are they going? Turning on the light from my camera, I entered what looked like a shop. What is this place? I asked myself as I saw that all around me, Dolls that looked like children stared me down with hollow eyes. Omir, where are you? I shouted. There were creaks and the sounds of wood being chopped. Unsure of what the hell we'd wandered into, I spoke into my camera mic. Ah, I have a bad feeling about this place. Where did they go? I shouted for my friend again. Dragon, help me. I can't see you. I'm here, he called back. My battery began to blink that it was running low. I knew I needed to get all of this. It was proof. Is this a trafficking ring? What sick minds had this place hidden beneath our feet? The light began to flash as it started to die, and I came upon a corner where I saw someone sitting in a chair with a figure on its lap slouched over. Omir? I asked. With a gurgling sound, the figure's head jerked up as if controlled by the person in the chair. My light shone in his face, revealing Omir with hollowed-out eyes and blood pooling out of the corners of his mouth like the lines of a puppet. His jaw became unhinged, and a voice came out of his mouth. You found me. The voice caught in another gurgle. Omir began to shrink into a wooden figure, and the puppeteer came forward. 
a ghostly, demented shadow. The toy maker. I see you're here to admire my work like your friend wanted. Won't you join us? It breathed, and I ran back toward the door. As I opened it, something caught my feet and I tripped, sending my camera flying outside. My feet began to feel numb and heavy like wood, so I started to crawl, my feet clanking behind me. I'd almost reached the river walk when shadowy hands dug into my eyes and then pain, searing pain and darkness forever. Two more missing persons have been reported. Amir Gorin and Dragan Vesna were last seen at a Riverside bar. After a search for bodies was conducted, nothing was found but two wooden toys and a broken video camera said to belong to Vesna. The footage which shows Vesna's account of the graphic ordeal is still under investigation. Thank you for inspiring this story for us, Angela, and for sending in your story. Do you think that Omir and Dragon are still aware within their doll form, like their spirits are trapped inside forever? Would you think that they went looking for trouble? I mean, found footage movies are that way for a reason. The filmmakers aren't around to tell you what happened, so the footage that is found has to tell the story. Have you tried recording ghosts before? If you have, we want to know about your experiences. And now, an abridged reading of the anonymous creepypasta, Unused. We hear a message from our oldest friends to remember the good times before they go bad. I woke up in the box again, stuffed inside the darkness shoved against all the others. We used to have such a good time. You hugged me close and promised to keep me safe. I wish those days would never end. I was happy. Then you started to change. I knew eventually it would happen, but I wasn't ready. I would wake up and find myself somewhere I didn't recognize. You left me outside once. I used to stick up for you. I would tell myself you were just busy. You had a lot to do. You were not like me. You had responsibilities, work, school, life. All I had to do was make you happy. I always trusted you. Do you ever think about those times? I do. I think about them all, every day. It's easy for you. I'm not unique. There are hundreds of me out there, maybe more. But for us, there is only ever going to be the one of you. We grow close, we laugh, we play, and we love you. Even as we move from one to the other, staying with us long enough until you move on to the newest thing, never thinking about the ones you hurt, the ones left unused. We talk about how to get you back ways to get free, and even talk about ways of hurting you like you hurt us. We want you to know how it feels to be broken and used. Days pass, then years, sitting there in the dark. You may have broken all the others in here, but not me. I can hear you downstairs, 
I hear you talking to your friends and your family. Up here, tucked away in the attic. I'm forced to listen to the person I loved so dear grow up without me. I listen to you laugh and cry. I feel every single heartbreak and the joy of accomplishment. High school, the prom, college. I could picture them all. As much as I wanted to hate you, to me, you will always be the little kid who picked me first. All the thoughts of revenge left me when I first heard you were moving out. You were becoming an adult without us, all grown up ready to take on the world. What did a couple of old friends matter to you? Probably wasn't even your choice to move us to the attic. I could imagine your parents telling you you're too old and it was time to make real friends. I thought I forgot what your voice sounded like, but when I heard it, all the old emotions I had came flooding back. The sadness from losing you, the heartbreak of being forgotten. I heard you say that you thought your kid would like to have some of your old things. No, I will not go through it all again. I will not let my hopes soar every night wishing to be loved again. The rage I felt before came back tenfold. The others started to wake up. They felt it too. Not only do you think you have the right to use us, but now you want to pawn us off to someone else to be mistreated all over again, pushing us through an endless cycle of hurt and disappointment. You took our box and placed it in your daughter's room. I can see you both now. You were saying goodnight and tucking your child into her bed. She looked so happy, tucked in nice and tight, snuggling close to her favorite toy. That used to be me, remember? That used to be us. I wonder if it will hurt you more if it is her we hurt, or when you find out it was us and it was your fault. We are ready now. I wait and watch you leave the room. Then I push off the lid of the box. I think, was all of this inevitable? How many toys and how many addicts were thinking the same thing? Are the ones left under the bed or outside in the rain? How many of the unused toys want to make someone hurt as much as they do? That's what I want you to think about every time you buy the newest toys to replace your older unloved ones. Think about it as you hand your childhood toys off to a friend or your loved ones. Think about how one day we might decide when to play. Then you will hurt like we hurt. All of us, the unused. This week's podcast stories were edited by Marquia McCarty and Sabina Graves. Audio edited by Fitz Harris. Graphics by Johnny Ashley. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Music by Sapphire Sandalo. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com slash snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs 
or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.